0: What's
1: going on with you? What's new?
0: Not much. I hate the idea of you down there by yourself all the time. Just drinking. I'm fine.
1: I appreciate it. But it's... I'm fine. Ever since I heard the howling wind And I suppose you're wondering why I called you over here. I didn't need to go where I would Our basketball coach had a heart attack the other night. Coach Jack. And you know your gifts seem heaven sane. is the team any good? No. The last time you made the playoffs, back when you were playing.
0: Carl You're Marcus, right? That's right. How many threes did Marcus make last year? For a percentage of 26. Yeah. Wanna know why they're leaving you open? It's because they don't think you could hit the ocean from the beach.
1: <laughs> you no know, he just th- bit your ass, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you house the scenes. So how you like the coaching so far? Great. Just getting used to the players. What players? Basketball. Yeah, keeps me busy. Keeps my mind off other things, you know. What's <laughs>
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome back in to the film room. And I cannot tell you how excited I am for the return of one of my oldest friends in the world, uh, one of my dearest friends in the world, uh, the guy that has kept me out of trouble On more than one occasion, gotten me in trouble. On more than one occasion, the man responsible for my only principal's visit in the history of my academic career, I simply just call him Meyer. Meyer, how are you, my buddy?
1: Good. How are you doing, Marty Party?
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm doing all right. Do you recall my one principal's visit?
1: I don't. Okay. Curious what that is. I'm I'm a little saddened that it was only one.
0: But (laughs) I know I deserved a lot more. Um, Eighth grade, inside for recess, you were. um, Did we talk about this last time? You might. We may have. You were egging on a Mister a Mister Hadding, and uh, that goes without saying. Yeah, and then stuff happens, and he blew up, and blah blah blah. And then Bill Kerberg drug me down the hall to Ray Anderson's office. Uh, telling me how disappointed he was in me the entire way. So by your ear was it? Yeah, it was by my ear. Yeah, uh, yeah. I
1: think we did talk about this last time.
0: Yeah. So uh, I,
1: I don't know if I apologize that time, but I probably won't apologize. Time.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Uh, it's it's all right. I, I accept that. I, I, I accept your lack of remorse. So yes. eighth uh
1: eighth grade, many things happen in eighth grade. <laughs> oh
0: many, many things happened. Yes, yes. Uh there there would be a whole podcast series on that. And you know I we're gonna have to wait till after I retire for that one because yeah, we just we did that there's there's just things I can't see the light of day until then. So um so Mr. Meyer, uh for for the record, first name Ryan Meyer, uh, class of 1992, Sheldon Orabs. Uh, I believe, Meyer, you are, um, you are the fourth, third classmate to be on. Dick, Jay Huff, and you have been the three classmates that have been on. So um, I would ask Kevin, uh, but the eloquence would be a little bit too much for the listeners to handle. Um. So we'll just let him speak at the wedding here in a couple of weeks. Hopefully he'll be able to give a speech at this one, so.
1: He couldn't at the last
0: one. No, he couldn't. He could not, so. Uh, anyway. Well, yeah,
1: then there was that time that I thought you had Navigator Nate on, but it was actually uh, Roy Williams.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit different, yeah, so, yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, your your text had me quite confused, but, Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: Uh, All right, well, this week in the film room, uh, those of you may recall that Meyer was on here last year in the film room. Uh, We did the classic 1985 film Teen Wolf starring Michael J. Fox. He is back again this year, and this could not be more of a polar opposite film from Teen Wolf. And uh, we went with a, a recent film, 2020, Uh, The movie The Way Back, uh, starring Ben Affleck. Um, Meyer, I I guess we'll we'll just start with uh, initial thoughts, your overall thoughts on on the film.
1: Yeah, I I think you said it. Uh, This was polar opposite of Teen Wolf. Uh, There was a moment as I was watching this that I was wondering, does Teen Wolf 2 involve basketball? (laughs) I wondered if we could switch uh, movies. That
0: was Boxing, I believe. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah. I, I
1: did seriously look it up. It was Boxing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd never heard of this movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Noticed it was released uh, right at the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, poor timing there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I did watch it twice because I wanted to prepare for you.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, First that's more time. homework than you ever did your entire academic career. I just want people uh, to be true. aware of that.
1: As I age, unfortunately, <laughs> I have to do more homework. The brain just doesn't work like it used to.
0: I can think of a few reasons for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is going to get silly real quick. So, uh, well, but That's
1: good, because we, we need a little silly from this one. We need a little bit I'm not sure it. we're going to find it. Yeah. We'll see. Um, uh, but, you know, first time watching it, Honestly, kind of had the plot figured out first first ten minutes in. Mm-hmm. You know, just it felt like another interpretation of a, an addiction turnaround story, and I was like, oh, okay, let me guess, he's going to win the state title. Blah blah blah. Um, you know, it, it had its moments. I mm-hmm. wasn't overly impressed with it the first time around. Um, it's definitely takes you on a little bit of an emotional run. Yeah. Um, by the end of it, I, I felt a little down and. Uh, you know, it did pull some personal heartstrings on some things that you and I both had to, to see. Yeah. Uh, in our lifetime. So, yep. um, that was kind of my initial take. In a 2nd go around. I wanted to try to more analyze it a little bit more, um, really thought the basketball scenes were, were fairly legit.
0: Yeah. Um, well,
1: you know, compared to a lot of sports movies, you know, where you can typically tell, Hey, these actors have never touched a ball or mm-hmm. stepped on a field or a court, but, uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the the basketball piece of it. I thought it did really. I mean, it felt like you were really at a true high school game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, overall, kind of a retread of a storyline, but uh, yeah, it was it was okay.
0: It was. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I wrote down dark, uh, very dark, very bleak. Yeah. Um, if if you're looking for a movie that has uh, cancer, alcoholism, divorce, and parent issues. This is the movie you're looking for. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, that's the trifecta. The,
0: the, the quadfecta. The quadfecta. The quadfecta, yes. yes. Uh, this was actually the first time I saw the movie. Um, and, I yeah, I had never seen this movie until I got ready for this today, you know, so... Um, Way to do your homework As Mr. I, I, teacher. I, 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 hey, I did my homework. We are ready to go. So um, the director of this, uh, a guy by the name of Gavin O'Connor, he's the guy that directed Miracle, the, the about the 1980 uh, Miracle on Ice hockey team. And yeah. to say they, these two sports movies are on polar opposite spectrums, uh, would also be an understatement as well. I mean, there's some obviously some uplifting factors in this film, uh, but obviously it doesn't have the great culminating uh, feel-good thing at the end of it like Miracle did. And, of course, Miracle's based on a true story. I don't think... You didn't see anything about this being based on a true story, did you, Meyer?
1: Uh, actually, I saw that it was not.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, purely fictional. Uh, the original title of the movie... Uh, it was supposed to be called the Has Been, which I thought was an interesting title. Uh, I think I almost like that better than the Way Back because uh, it's it's very Ben Affleck centric and and so forth and so on. So, uh, you know, so it's it's uh, it, it, but it was it was a good movie. It was just I knew it was going to be dark in places. I just didn't realize how dark it was going to be, how how deep in a spiral this guy was and it just like usually yeah. the the one thing that it does uh change from the usual sports uh sports movie formula is usually the, like there's one thing that drove the character off the edge uh this guy just kept taking roundhouse right. after roundhouse yeah. after Go roundhouse after yeah you know so um so yeah so i th- i thought that was uh, you, you kind of understood why Ben Affleck was in such a dark place. That's that's one of the things I thought of, Meyer.
1: Yeah, no, I am in complete agreement with that.
0: Yeah, so um, so let's start jumping in to the big categories, unless there's anything else you want to cover off the top, buddy. No. Okay, all right. How often should you rewatch this movie, Meyer?
1: Well, I'd say based on what I initially said, uh, this is probably a two-timer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think it's strong enough to pull more than than the double watch, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say if you watch this every, I don't know, three years or so, that'd be more than enough. Um, You know, again, your record for Teen Wolf still stands, uh, just edging into... year two of the film room Meyer 37 years in between viewings of teen wolf, uh, is still a record. Uh, but I would say every three years or so, uh, you would, you would want to watch this again. It's, it, it's, it's a pretty dark, it's a pretty dark movie, uh, about, uh, Jack Cunningham, uh, basketball player, uh, who comes back and coaches at his alma mater. Uh, and we'll kind of get into some, I have some questions on that process there, Meyer. We'll get to that later on down the line here. So, uh, Let's go into favorite scenes. I've got one, two, three, uh, four. I got about four or five. I got about four or five. Uh, How many did you have?
1: Um, I've got two written down here, but
0: Mm
1: -hmm. interactions between a couple characters.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay,
1: those are my favorite scenes throughout the movie, and I I didn't list them all.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, So I'll get this one started. you know, I thought it was a really good scene, uh, and it and it combined the basketball and uh, Jack's personal demons uh, when he was going to turn down the job, and he was rehearsing the phone call to Father Divine. I think that's what his name was. Um, you know, I'm sorry, this isn't the right time in my life to do this, and he he would take the beer, put it in the freezer, take the one out of the freezer, and. And drink that, and then he repeated that process over and over again. I did pause the movie and count how many beers were in the refrigerator before he started that process. Meyer, he downed a full case of beer in one night. I counted out 24 beers that he threw down in that evening. So, um, these are the things that I, I guess I notice as I'm walking through these things, but um, I, I thought that was kind of a, a really well done scene where he wanted he didn't want to do this. But then you could kind of tell he wanted to do it, and he was trying to think of every reason why he couldn't do it. And I, you know, I, I thought they did a good job with that scene.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, it wasn't. I like most of that, that. The holding the phone to his head—that mm-hmm. part—I thought. eh, that's maybe a little corny. Yeah, piece of it, but I could see definitely where you go through the. Hey, here's what I'm gonna say. I mean, we all do that, right?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then,
1: and then we actually make the call and then we say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um your turn. What do you got?
1: Uh the sequence there when the team gets to the state tournament game, uh right before the uh, I think they're in the locker room and a and little chat that they have amongst themselves and And then just walking out on the court. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, that actually kind of gave me goosebumps. You know, it was kind of like, again, part of the realistic piece of the basketball part Mm -hmm. where, uh, it's like, ah, it felt like you were there, like you were almost part of that. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really well done.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to talk about that part later on, Meyer, kind of in some of the more basketball stuff there. So hold that thought on that one there. So, um, I like the, uh, um, the, the the first time where he kind of wakes up in the game, and he he chooses the 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 first time he really gets on the kids, he calls a timeout and he comes over and he's, you know, now obviously he's dropping uh, language that is not acceptable in a high school situation, and you could see Chaplain Mike looking on disapprovingly, um, and and you knew Mark, that you, yeah, I think Mark was, was it, wasn't it? it? Oh, Chaplain Mark was it? Okay, yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, and you can look him. You can see him looking on. Um, again, we're going to get back to some of those other things there. Uh, but you know, I, I I thought that was a good seat. You know, every once in a while, as a coach, and obviously, you're, again, you're not going to use language like that, especially in a high school situation. But you know, you got you got to get on your guys. You got to push them. You got to push. You know, you've hey. got to you got to, you know, sometimes you've got to be the fire. That in their keysters to get them going, and so I I thought that was a I thought that was a good scene. So, um, what else you got?
1: Yeah, so the ones the other ones that I have, they actually are all with uh, Jack and Father Mark, and you know I just I found their interaction just to be so genuine, you know, because exactly what you're saying there, where you got to get on them, and you could easily see the priest standing there, kind of looking over the shoulder, going.
0: Uh, <laughs> watch it there a second now. You know, yes. Uh, you know, one one of my favorites that I
1: put down here, and and uh, I'll, I'll just use abbreviations here not to say the words. Is uh, I right before the first game when Jack first meets Father Mark, and Father Mark asks him if he has any <laughs> first game jitters, and he yeah. says, uh, "F and nervous is shit." And uh, the way that uh God, the way that he says that and I don't know if you go back and watch this, the way that he says that, I instantly thought of Marshall Matuska. <laughs> I, I don't know why, just kind of the way he looked, the way he said it, uh-huh. looked like he had a kind of a chon in his in his lip and I was like, God dang, that reminds me of Marshall Matuska so much. <laughs> And then, then the father, you know, he kinda of turns a little bit under his breath, he kinda of gives you know, he kinda of gives that, Oh well,
0: okay. okay. And then under his breath he goes, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Again,
1: just just it felt like God that's real. I could see this legitimately happening mm-hmm. in this type of situation.
0: Yeah. Uh I I now that you say that, I could see Marshall I could oh. see that 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 body language the way he said yes. the way he came out, you know. Yep, I see that. So, Marshall, you're welcome. You have, you have made the film room on a pen and a napkin. So uh, yes. we, we, we only have like 12 more Matuskas to include on this now. So uh, <laughs> um, my last uh, favorite scene, uh, I really liked the scene where uh, Ben Affleck picks up Ray, Jack picks up Ray on the way home, and he's talking to him about, about being a leader. And what did you see here? You know, what are you thinking here? What do you got to do here? This is what I need from you. You know, that's, you know, not necessarily in the coach's car on the way home from practice, because that is very much frowned upon. And you're not supposed to do that as a high school coach. Uh, But those conversations do take place. You know, what did you see here? This is what I need from you you know, you're really capable of doing this. I believe in you and all the things that happened there between Jack and Ray in that truck are, are that, that was a pretty authentic coach's conversation with a player, I thought. And so I really enjoyed that scene.
1: I agree. Right. Again, the, the best basketball realistic part of it.
0: Mm hmm. Yep. So, um, any worst scenes? What, uh, what are your worst scenes from the movie Meyer? <laughs> uh,
1: the car accident.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I, I thought that storyline was just a little off. It, and I think what got me more than anything is they're they're going 30 miles an hour down the road, and then they rear-end a boat, and like neither one seems injured, and then she just goes, oh, this is my neighbor. We're at my house. I mm-hmm. uh, just pull around back and come in the back door, and I'm like, mm. If you're hitting, if you
0: just hit a vehicle,
1: first off. Yeah. You're probably not just pulling around the back of somebody's house. And ironically, you're just sitting right in front of my house. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. But that
1: was probably the word. I mean, again, just the storyline there. I thought, eh. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I don't think there were any, in my opinion, there were any really, really bad scenes in the movie. I agree. Uh, I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was a really well-done movie. Um, but it is hard watching Jack, especially when he relapses and going down that downward spiral that he that he goes headlong into, you know? Um, and again, under the circumstances of what happens with their, their friend and their child being diagnosed with cancer and he's having the flashbacks of, of his son... Uh, and what happened with his Michael, uh, you know, I, you know, I understand. And, and yeah, that would, that would make somebody snap, you know, absolutely. But it w it was just hard to watch. I I think, and, and we'll get to our favorite lines here in a little bit. Uh, but I, I thought a really, really good line when he was talking to Ray about him, uh, coming, you know, turning down the Kansas opportunity, uh, he, uh, what did he say? Something something along the lines of, I, I hurt my own body because I wanted to hurt my dad or something yes. like that. And, and so uh, this was a guy that was in a lot of pain, you know, um, and, and I thought that was an interesting thing, you know, that this was not just something that happened with. You know, this guy didn't have an addictive personality just after his son passed away or after his wife left him or so forth and so on. This is a guy had an addictive personality long, long before any of these events that had happened here. You know, so I, I thought that was I thought that was something that I wish they could have brought in a little bit better. I think there's there's certain things that drove Jack's behavior that Like, they kept layering on, layering on, and and I don't know if they did it to make him sympathetic or what, but I I just thought that it was, I don't know, I just thought that was an interesting thing in that regard. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Um, I think the sequence was he,
1: Dad essentially felt Dad loved the way he played the game more than Dad loved him. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, or loved basketball in general more than Dad loved him, and so yeah, he essentially said he sabotaged himself. Mm-hmm. And and I think we, and I think we kind of touched on this during Teen Wolf too. Sadly, I think that happens a lot nowadays.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the,
1: par- the parent pushes so hard, and uh,
0: you know, the kid just doesn't love yeah. the game. They're just doing it because they feel they have to, mm-hmm. or
1: they are forced to
0: hmm Coaches are absolutely loving our Taking Over a New Program Booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, Strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com we We uh oh, I just had a thought in my head, uh oh well, John Morant is a guy that's kind of self sabotaging his own career right now, you know yep. you know and and he's making poor decisions, and he's it, it's almost like i'm you know I'm not really comfortable with who I am and what's going on, so I'm going to do this other stuff as a kind of a convenient way uh you know again just self sabotage don't you don't you think you know, so
1: yeah yeah, i mean i I don't know what John's... Obviously, what his mindset is, because yeah, you know, from us looking on the outside, we look at that and go, how could he possibly do something so stupid? Mm-hmm. But clear, clearly, he's dealing with his own demons, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever they are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether they are internal, whether they're that, the friends that are pulling him to it, whatever it is, me getting you thrown into the principal's office, <laughs> I mean, same type of thing, right?
0: <laughs> uh, it wasn't so bad. I I, I got I got Uh, out of there pretty quick. You know,
1: you're right. I mean, an immense talent that uh, from the outside looking in just looks like he's right on the verge of throwing it all away.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, you're. It's it's sad to see. Yep. No, you're. You're exactly right. It is. It is sad to see. It's hard to watch, and you you just want to, you know, shake him and just say, you know, hey, don't you understand what's going on here? But until they figure it out. You know, until they decide they want to change, it doesn't it doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> The Blue chips, basketball, realism and accuracy. Oh wait. There's one other thing I had with the worst scenes. Did you have anything else with worst scenes, Meyer? No. No, okay.
1: No, I I, I, I thought the same as you. I thought overall, um, when I saw this question, it was really I'd really think about it. And the car accident popped in my head. But mm-hmm. other than that, I, I really thought it was put together well.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I will say this, and... and, and well, I, I'm going to hold off on this. Okay, I'll hold off on this for the worst scenes. Well, there's one other thing I have with worst scenes, but I'd rather tie it into something else. So, we'll hold off on it. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay. Um, the blue chips. Basketball realism and accuracy. A through F. What's your letter grade for the basketball accuracy, Meyer?
1: Well, I think it's been pretty clear to this point. I, I'm a, I'm an A on this. Okay. I, I really thought it was... I mean, there was... When you're in the basketball scenes, you you feel like you're in the gym. The interaction with the the refs, the interaction between the coaches and the players. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it felt legit. Yeah, the language. I've heard it at games. I mean, that part was it was fairly legit too.
0: Mm-hmm. I gave it I gave it a, a really good B plus. I've got a couple pick. Uh, I got a couple nits to pick here on this Meyer. Um, I think the character's name was Kenny. He was the guy that was always talking to the girls before the game, you yes. know. And, and okay, so he was supposed to be the great shooter, right? Forty-one percent from three. Forty-one yeah. percent from three. But if you watch the games when they showed the games, when he goes up to shoot, right before he re- right before he goes up to shoot it, they always cut it off. So he must have god awful form. That's that's movie editing for. We think he's a good actor, but this kid can't do it. You know. So oh, he,
1: sh- he shot the three from the corner to win the first game.
0: He did, but they but showed they, all that, didn't they? But they showed him from the back, though. They showed him from the back. They yeah, he, I thought it was the front. Maybe it was. I don't know. But it was. It was from a long distance away. So they could have had oh, a yes. body double. Yeah. They 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 could have had somebody else come in and shoot that shot. So um, if you're if you're Break the great yourself. huh like yourself uh,
1: or Ron Blunt?
0: Right, I well, Ron's a little old for the uh for that uh scene there. But uh, I could have filled in. You know. You yes. know. I was, you know, I could have gone out to L.A. for a, a week. You guys would have never known. So, um, but I thought that was that was just a, a little thing there. Uh, I thought Ben Affleck did a nice job of drawing up the last play with the, the game where the where Kenny hits the three to win the game. That's that's a good basketball play. That's that's a good. That's a good action, good high ball screen. Get downhill, spacing's good. You set that back screen on the back side. You drive, and then you read the defense. And like Ben Affleck said, you've got three options here. Let's let's take a look at it. So I thought that was good. Um, let's see here. Um, I have so I can't even read my own handwriting now. Uh, what did we learn about ourselves? He kept asking that after every game. What did we learn about ourselves? That's a legit question that you that you could consistently ask your team after every game. You should be asking that, and and he used that as a as a theme. Every every team we have our things that we do after every game. Uh, other teams have their things that they do after every game. So, uh, but I thought that was really well done. So I agree with you, Meyer. The basketball realism. Uh, for this movie was was really really good. I'd give it a B plus. Maybe you could talk me into a low A minus. Again, biggest thing and, and it, blue chips is the creme de la creme of this. That's why it's the blue chips basketball realism category. Um, if you're gonna have a shooter, you got shooters. You got to shoot and you got to sh- so show them shooting the entire time. So that's the reason why I knocked it down a little bit. That that that's just me. So um, anything else on this, buddy? Nope. Okay. All right. Ba- uh, the John Wooden slash Don Meyer best coaching advice. What do you have for this one?
1: Um, I have got. So you want me to read the quote? Sure. Okay. Uh, I believe it's.
0: Well, it's the first game. Okay.
1: There we well, go. It's not the first game. First game, they show him kind of dancing before the game. Oh yeah. And he asks him, "What are they doing?" The assistant coach says, so well, that's what they do to get hyped. Mm-hmm. And then it must be a game later on. Um, well, obviously, it's a game later on because the quote says, We're one in nine, and you're jumping around out there like mm-hmm. you've won the Powerball. Mm-hmm. You're embarrassing yourself. Win a few games, and we can talk about bringing it back. If not, that actually retired. Yeah. And that just seemed like something that uh, I, I, I didn't know Don Meyer. Um, I know you've got some some interaction with him, and obviously neither one of us know wouldn't, but it just seemed like something that uh, didn't have any swearing in it. So mm-hmm. it seems like one of those two would say something like that, and it was, and, yeah. you know, hey, this is embarrassing, mm-hmm. and you're you're just embarrassing yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Um, I liked the part he made the decision. Where they're gonna be a pressing team. We're gonna use our small, our smallness, our, our lack of size to our advantage. And we're gonna press and we're gonna do this. And I think with I think the best coaching advice that you could get from this film, uh, if you're gonna to commit to, to anything, if you're gonna to commit to any sort of system, whatever your system is, you gotta believe in it, and you just gotta go with it. You gotta do it, and you can't look back. And you've got to show the confidence in your players that this is our system. This is how we're going to do things. This is what we're going to do from the opening tip, uh, from the opening pitch. If you're a baseball coach, if you, uh, from the opening snap, if you're a football coach, this is how we're going to play the game. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And you've got to believe in it and sell it with your kids. And I really like that. I thought, again, the basketball realism in that regard was really, really good. Um, so uh, another thing that I liked, I'm going to go back to the blue chips thing. Uh, there's a there's a montage where Ben Affleck he's he's at his construction job but he's got his notepad out and he's drawing things up just randomly on 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 paper while he's at his real job quote unquote and that's a very realistic thing for a coach to do as well so I thought that was really good that was the thing I couldn't read Meyer so I apologize for going backwards on that so um, anything else on that buddy no. okay all right best lines of the movie and remember ryan todd this is a pg-13 uh <laughs> podcast here so i've got about five or six uh, what,
1: what, what, what words are all allowed in pg-13 uh
0: well you could say you could say damn you could say oh. hell but that's that's about as You're far as yes
1: word because i think i already said that once but...
0: you, you, well the the sensors let it slip by so all right. it's all right so um yeah i've got five or six best lines here how many do you have one. Oh, you just got one?
1: Well, there, there were more.
0: Uh-huh. Okay.
1: They, they, all, they all had a little language in them. Okay. I
0: mean, a, a lot of the lines between, again, uh, Jack and and
1: uh, Father Mark, <laughs> I, I liked a lot of that uh, mm-hmm. interaction. And mm-hmm. I think I've got something maybe later on on part of that. But Okay. Um, probably the, the one line that maybe got me the most... Uh, Well, I don't even know if excited, but kind of got me like, yeah, you know. I brings them to the side and tells them they need to have a little beep pride. I don't, I don't give a beep if we lose every beep in game this year. Mm -hmm. I will not coach a team that has been out tough. Yep. And again, I just thought that was the way that was done. uh, Was it kind of motivated you? Made you go. Yeah. yeah. And then they went out and then and there was a follow up to that. Shortly thereafter they go out and they they get a little bit tougher on the court and uh and they come back into the huddle and he goes I
0: feel I feel have come <laughs> and, <then, laughs> and then they end up losing like
1: seventy-two to thirty-eight. But you know, it was just the way you said it. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty funny.
0: Yep, yep. I I had that was that was one of my favorite lines as well. Uh, I'm I'm feeling a comeback, seventy-two to thirty-eight. Yep, that yep. was that was that was one of mine. So, um, so the first time Ben Affleck is watching the team uh, play, he's at their he's at the first practice that he goes to, um. And uh, he's talking with, uh, is it Dan? Is that the assistant coach's name? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, What's that kid there, the White Shadow? Um, I thought that was pretty good. Um, And then uh, the first time that he actually talks with the team, he's talking to the one guy who's just clanking, just clanking jumpers. Um, Marcus. Yes, Marcus, like it's a Sunday afternoon in the archer gym. The center. Yeah, the center. Yeah, the, the biggest kid's jacking the threes. Uh, they're leaving you open because they don't think you can hit the ocean from the beach. Uh, mm-hmm. Clever, clever line there. I like that one. Um, he keeps cussing. Uh, uh, Jack keeps cussing, and he sees Father Mark looking at him, and he says, "I'm working on it." And Father yeah. Mark says, "Work harder.
1: Work you know, harder. Work yeah, harder." That's a
0: good one. Yeah. So, um, and then, and uh, actually, on a, on a serious note. Um, you know he finally ends up in rehab, and he's talking with his counselor about the the passing of his son and so forth, and so on and the counselor uh says uh and, and we all fight this, Meyer, you know just well as I do, we all fight this. we can't change the past. What we can do is choose how we move forward and I was like, that's pretty powerful stuff, and we all have." We all have our things. We all have our things that we wish we would have done differently or done better or regrets. And certain things we, we beat ourselves up more, for more than others. And so uh, I, I thought that was a really powerful line from the movie. Uh, and that's that's the essential message of the movie in a lot of ways is you, you got to let go what happened with your son you got to let go what happened with your father you've got to move forward of it if you're going to keep living in the past you're going to be stuck in this place and being stuck in this place is obviously not good for you so uh, I like that line so coaches do you want to look good Pfft, stupid question of course you want to look good we all want to look good you know what's the best way to look good buying yourself some a pen and a napkin merchandise. We've got some really, really good looking stuff here. We've got t-shirts and sweatshirts, and you are not going to regret picking that up. T-shirts are $22 a piece. Sweatshirts are $30 a piece. If I need to mail it to you, it's just $5 shipping and handling to get this good looking stuff out to you. Coaches, I appreciate all that you've done for me over the last three years or so with a pen and a napkin. I hope I've been able to help you out Might as well come out and help out the Twitter handle and the podcast by ordering some a pen and a napkin merchandise. And like I said, you get to look good. If you're interested in ordering, you can DM me on Twitter at a pen and a napkin, send me a direct message, or you can email me a pen and a napkin at gmail.com and I'll get you those ordering details so that you can order some a pen and a napkin merchandise.
1: I agree with those.
0: Yeah? Okay. All right. Favorite one out of those? Including mine? Including yours. Well, yeah. You're going with yours?
1: I'll be selfish. Yeah. I'm going to stick with mine.
0: Okay. Hey. That's why you're on, buddy. That's why you're on. Because I'm selfish? No, no. Because you're supposed to have a strong opinion. You're supposed to have a strong opinion. I would never call you. You're one of the most unselfish people I know. So... Um, well, I would never call you selfish. So, um, all right, the Dom Pagnati, sleaziest character of the movie. Um, not a lot of sleazy guy. I, I, I guess you know. I guess you could make an argument that Jack's a pretty sleazy guy. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I had one. I mean, okay. You, uh,
1: Coach Lombardo. Yep. Of the powerhouse Memorial Catholic. Yep. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, he came across as a slime ball.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and believe me when I say there are those type of guys out there. Unfortunately, um, you know, and and uh, they act like they're being funny. They're acting like doing this. They're doing that. But you know, and, and I, I hope nobody's ever thought that of me. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was he was he was he was pretty sleazy. I thought um, in in the short little glimpse that we had him on there, I would have. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's there's other things. Yeah, we're going to hold that thought there. So um, so we're in agreement on that one. Uh, Coach Lombardo is the, the Dom Pagnozzi sleaziest character of the movie this week. So best storyline, Meyer?
1: I think it's kind of a combination. A turnaround of the team and then ultimately the turnaround of, of Jack.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think the two go hand in and hand. Yeah. And, um, Again, kind of, I can talk about from the beginning. Kind of a retread, and mm-hmm. you know, we've we've seen these storylines before. Mm-hmm. But
0: uh, yeah,
1: yeah. To, to me, that that's that's what the movie revolved around.
0: Yeah, I think that um, the the growth of the team is what I had as well. Uh, I, I, I I'm going to jump in on this, I guess, right now, kind of on on that. I, I understand that this is a Ben Affleck centered movie that it's it's a it's it's a one character drives the entire movie type of film and i get that i do wish however that they would have taken a, just some some focus away like like they still i don't i don't know like there there could have been something in there like this guy has been hit like you said divorce death of a child uh you know father issues, that type of thing. One of those spiral-inducing storylines and maybe spent Take five minutes out from that and spend ten more minutes on the development of the team, the growth of the team, spending more time with the team. Get to know the characters, get getting to know the players a little bit more other than Ray. Or getting to know, you know, Dan talked about assistant coach Dan talked about how it was his mother that has MS or something like that, and this the sister takes yeah. care of him during takes care of her during the day. And you know, so I, I think there's a lot of avenues that they could have gone down that they could have taken some of that away from Jack and made it a little bit more, not not more sports movie cliche type of thing. Because one of the cliches, uh, sports movie cliches that they violated from this film was Jack does not get to lead the team, the glory. Jack's in rehab when the team finally gets their glory, you know, type of a thing. And so I thought that was an interesting twist on the yeah. film. But I would have, I would have liked to see more of the growth of the team, with Jack, with Dan, with the players themselves. You know, you can slip a, a two-minute bus ride scene in there, and they're doing stuff on the bus with the coach, or you know, just just stuff like that. Uh, I, I would have liked to seen more of that, and you know, it was, it didn't. You know, after a while, you're like, okay, how many more times can this guy get hit over the head with a lot of this stuff? Can we, can we kind of? shy away from that and, and do some other things. That's that's one of the things I would say.
1: Yeah, and you, what you're saying there, actually, I have one of your questions later on about uh, who should not be in the movie.
0: hmm
1: And if you want me to touch on that, it goes hand-in-hand hand with what you're actually talking about.
0: But well, what I... You- I we, we we can jump to the DNP CD the did not play coaching sure. decision who should not be in this movie. What do you got for that, buddy? Where, where's your where's your yeah, thought process? Yeah, so at? where
1: where I went with that is is the family friends and their their child who had cancer that comes back.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, I, I just thought like you said it just at what point do we got to stop hitting Jack here. Yeah, you know, I, I thought maybe they could have done something a little bit different that brought him back to the drinking. Mm-hmm. Whether it was like we said earlier, whether it was the father. Whether um, it was something with the team, so yeah, just something, and, and yeah, it just seemed like mm, that, that, that took it a little bit too far, in my opinion, a little bit over the top.
0: Yeah, that that was that was another story. Like you know, they could have had so they established that uh, Angie or Angela was seeing another guy, even though they're separated. Maybe she maybe she just simply says in in thirty seconds, "Hey, I've decided to move in with Frank," okay. you know, or whatever. Uh, Nick was his name. Sorry, Nick was his name. I've, I've decided to move in with Nick and that's the thing that causes his relapse or whatever it may be. Um, I, I don't know if they didn't, you know, did they want Angie to look like um, a good, you know, the good person or whatever. I, I don't know. Whatever it may be. Um, but she was entitled to kind of move on with her life with the way that things had happened. Yeah, like you said, the whole birthday party thing, the whole... Yeah. Um, I, I, I just, you know, yeah, take that five to eight minutes out. I'm guessing that was probably about eight minutes of the total movie with dealing with that other family, and they could have spent a total of 12 to 13 minutes doing other things and still have him go through the relapse, still have him get in trouble, you know, so forth and so on, and and figure something out in that regard. So, um, I agree with you there. Uh, I I, I like that thought. I did think, though, however, uh, sometimes uh in these type of movies the love interest or the the, the the wife the girlfriend whatever it may be sometimes they're in it too much sometimes they're in it too little um I thought they I thought Angela's character was in the movie a perfect amount of time we get to know her a little bit but the the uh the storyline with Nick and Angela does not overtake the movie at times when, she, when she, she comes in, she comes out. It's the perfect substitution pattern, Meyer, is what I'm saying there. Uh, with her, I thought they did a great job with that. Yep, so, um, how can this film help you win basketball games? Um, I'll start this category, Meyer. Uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought there were two things and we kind of talked about one of them already. And I'll kind of build on that, you know, building an attitude within, within your team. You know, he taught, talk, you talked about the scene where he's talking about them not being out tough. And that, and that is something that you, that you can drive into your kids. Um, and, and so building that attitude, one of the things that they say in coaching is if your players start saying things the same way you say them, then you know, you have complete buy-in with your team that, that they, they're, they're, they're in with the coach. They're in the foxhole with the coaching staff. And so Jack goes to rehab. They're getting ready to go out for the state playoffs. And what do they say? They, you know, as they're getting ready to go out into the arena, they start, they say everything that he said, you got to play with a chip on your shoulder. We're not going to be out tough. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I think that was a marker of, um, how much he had really taught those kids without him really knowing that he had taught those kids, uh, all of that stuff. So, uh that was one thing for me that helped me remind me of, you know, that's that's ways that this film can help you win games. So um I've got another thing, but I'm gonna open it up to you. do you have something there?
1: Yeah, I've got a couple. Okay. Um one is the players need to stay in the positions they're best at. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, not everyone should be shooting threes and, and as you mentioned, he comes in and first meets the team, the center's out at the three point line shooting the threes. Mm-hmm. he had the most on the team the previous year but his percentage is only like 21% or something like that Yeah, and you know the first thing he does is you know move him you're, you're the center, you move down into the paint Yeah, and I think you know you see that more and more some um, well mm-hmm. even the little guys all the way up to the NBA you know they're all out there shooting the three and I know there's analytics that supposedly shows that's the best way to score the most points but uh, i go to the i go to the gym and i watch these kids who are probably uh, anywhere from 13 to 16 years old and they're all standing at three-point line shooting yeah and and they're just they're putting everything they have in their body to get it up there they got an (laughs) awkward looking shot and i'm thinking just go to the go to the uh lane yeah. just start shooting some shots there work your way out
0: mm-hmm.
1: develop a nice stroke and then someday when you're a little bit stronger you can start stroking those threes but yeah um, so that was one for me
0: yeah
1: and uh, another one for me is uh the full court press
0: oh yes just just
1: never you don't see it anymore mm-hmm. um and the teams that did do it. Teams that do it yet, uh, that they, they seem to have great success. A couple uh, that I thought of was, you know, Iowa the old Tom Davis days.
0: That that was the old they Tom press. Davis uh, diamond press that they were running there. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, I'm fairly confident you can help me on this, but I think our old uh, buddy Dick Junger's runs a press for, New- for uh, Newell Fonda doesn't he?
0: Oh yes, yes. His is yes. his is a. He runs a lot of different things, um, and, 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 and a, they've a been
1: fairly ways. successful. He's he,
0: Dick's done all right for himself. He's he's yes. won a, he's won a couple <laughs> ball games. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it,
1: it's not fun. You're watching watch a game of uh, somebody pressing it isn't fun for a fan, but man, it's effective. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of teams just cannot handle it.
0: Well, and and it's like Ben Affleck says, you know you got to be tough to do this. You got to be in great shape. We've got to really commit to it. And like I had said earlier with the, uh, you know, Don Meyer, John Wooden, uh, how can, you know, best coaching advice if you're going to commit to a system, you know, you got to commit to it and it's hard. It's hard to press. It's, you know, kids uh, there's a, there's a saying, you know, everybody wants to play fast until they have to commit to playing fast. And it's, it's a lot of running. It's a lot of getting up and down. It's a lot of flying around and that type of stuff. And, You have to be in great shape. You have to practice that way. You have to come in with that mentality. It's hard to do. It's 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 hard to do. So, uh, but I agree with you. You know, building that, uh, using the press, uh, attacking in that way, and again, kind of, you know, I think you had said it earlier, Meyer. You've got to put your players in the best positions that they can be in. And, And you know, he realized the only way we can't score in the half court, so we've got to pressure and try to create some some. Offense from our defense, and you know he kind of went through the the semi analytics. We score two points when we do this, and then we press and we get a trap and we get a steal, and that's four points. And then we force a bad shot because they play too fast, and then we come down and get a layup, and that's six points. And that's how we're going to win games. And he, he did a great job of selling his kids on the system as well. So I think that's another important thing that you can take from that. So a pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter, send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the A Pen and a Napkin Video Library.
1: Well, I thought, you know, back to the Blue Chips, I thought they did a really good job of uh, showing him uh, working the team out for the press. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're running the bleachers, they're running in practice.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, they, they could have easily skipped over
1: those types of scenes, but they brought that in.
0: Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I thought that was good, too. So, And, and it kind of comes back to my last thing here for this one. Uh, you know, building the team... Step by step, you know, it, it's a process. You got to crawl before you walk, before you run. Um, you know, it, it took him a while for them to really get to the point where they thought that they could believe. Um, would have been great maybe if after they got blown out by Memorial, hey, we're going to see them. We have them in our gym at this time. You know, let's have a nice little locker room scene or something like that. This is what we're gearing towards this is where we're going to come back at and're we're going we're gonna to take these guys at this point you've got to believe that if you do what I tell you that we're what, what to do and all that other coaches speech stuff um, you know we're going to knock these guys off at the end of the year. I truly believe that you know um, so I, I you know but you know committing to it building it step by step by step, I think that was I think that was uh, another thing that you could learn from this one so uh, anything else on this one buddy? I think we got it covered. Okay. Motivational grade. How motivated are you, Ryan Toddmeyer, to go out to the asphalt jungle that is Archer, Iowa, uh, find the playground and do some hooping after watching this movie? I gave this an A. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I again the basketball scenes. I mean the overall story. It does bring you down a little bit, but the basketball scene part of it,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually, <laughs> I I actually wasn't terribly motivated uh, after oh. this one. Yeah, this is just a, a we're, we're gonna we're gonna agree to disagree on this. One. I gave it a C, just because, like I said, it was just so. Oh my god! Just
1: uh, yeah, the overall movie definitely brings you down. But uh, again, I, I pulled the basketball piece out of this. I might have just misunderstood your.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. Your, your
1: motivation with this question? Okay. All right. But, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Um, all right. These are where things get interesting for me, Meyer. Uh, first questions for the post game press conference. Um, what are questions that you have about the movie? I've got some thoughts, Rtm. I've got some thoughts, but I'll 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 let you I'll let you go first on this one, and maybe we have the same thoughts. Uh, so. Let it rip because I've yeah. got, I've got my own train of thought here. So.
1: All right. I just, I had a couple things that I was curious about. Um, and these are just off the wall to try to bring a little bit of, a little bit of humor into this movie. But, uh, he mentions that he hadn't picked up a ball. I think it was in 20 years. huh And then at the end there where they, you know, they're playing for the, uh, they're playing in the state tournament and he's out shooting baskets on the, uh,
0: Oh, the rehab. Uh, yeah, the at
1: the rehab. And so, I think one of my first questions would be uh, asking if he sure, if he uh, hasn't touched the ball, truly hasn't touched the ball in twenty years, because uh, sure didn't look like it the way he was handling it out there and mm-hmm.
0: shooting. Mm-hmm. I think and- I was I was keeping track of his stats. I think he went five for six as yeah. the camera pulled away. So I, I think he only missed one shot in that stretch. And it wasn't layups. He was he was letting it fly, fly from a good 18 to 20 feet away. So that's yeah. that's that's a little bit questionable. All right. I, I agree and, I'd, there.
1: and I'd have a follow-up to that is uh, how many balls have fallen into the ocean. Really <laughs> <it>.
0: <laughs> I thought of that, too, because <laughs> that course.
1: Like on, he's on the edge of the cliff, and uh, no fence.
0: Nope.
1: And then I thought, well, is that part of the uh, – you can't hit the ocean from the beach. You know, that's a way of bringing that back in around. But yeah. Those, those are my two that, uh, again my, my mind had to go to just cause I, I was done going down the dark path.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you on both of those. I had questions on that. So, um, here's my, here's, here's, here's some questions that I have about the overall thing, uh, with the movie. Okay. So they they hired Jack. Father Divine hires Jack because the old coach had a heart attack. All right. He had to have known in some way, shape or form that he was a drunk uh, that, that he had demons. All right? Um, why, especially in a city like Los Angeles, in a school that old, there had to be somebody else, right? I would think.
1: Yeah. And I, I well, and I, I looked at that a little bit uh, the same, where I was like, okay, of all well, the options, why do we go back to somebody who hadn't been back to school in 20 years? But where where I thought, and I could be reading way too deep into this, I thought possibly the ref that he ran into at the liquor store.
0: Oh, yes. Yes. I forgot about that little scene.
1: Possibly put a bug in the uh, father's ear. Mm hmm. Yeah, that that's that's what I put the only thing I could put there is going at Otherwise this story doesn't really make too much sense.
0: But Yeah. Um by the way, um how ethical would it be if you were officiating one of my games? Or multiple <laughs> multiple games of mine.
1: Oh, it'd be perfect.
0: For <laughs> Fort Calhoun shot sixty four free throws in one game.
1: Whoa, <laughs> oh, no no no, it'd be the other way.
0: Oh mind. you you and you would. You would guy, all right? Now, no, I, I'd call it fair. Uh, you better not. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, here's another thing. Now I know, and again, accurate storyline with the film. Uh, he hasn't been back. You know, Bishop Hayes. The you know they had a hundred guys out for their their team when he played there. Um, uh, they they made mention of how uh the enrollment was down at the at the oh, Catholic gosh. school, which is. An accurate statement, very accurate, accurate statement. You know, um, so that being said, I know the Catholic school is on a, uh, you know, it's 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 having a tough time. All right, as as do most parochial private schools. Uh, very few of them are, you know highly you know, they're they're just sitting on piles and piles of money. It's usually a year to year prospectus in a lot of situations, especially elementary schools and things like that. So anyway, that being said, Meyer, the HR department at Bishop Hayes needed a little bit of work, in in my opinion. You know, Father Mark brings up the swearing after the one game. He keeps cussing like a sailor and it's never really addressed. Um uh, Again, you kind of had to know that you know this is a this is a guy. He was going to Kansas for the love of Pete, and he's kind of washed out. He's done this. He's you know he he hasn't you know that that story's got to be familiar. Um, you know we see Father Divine with the opening conversation. All of a sudden, we don't see Father Divine again until he comes in and fires him for drinking in his office or or, or coming in hungover from the night before or whatever it was. I I just I just thought that that. Part of it, you know, you know, Jack. You got it. You got to quit cussing. You got to quit cussing. You, you, you know, this is. It's it's one thing to say, damn or hell. But when you're, I'm telling you right now, I don't care where you are in high school athletics. I, I want to say anywhere, but ninety nine percent of high school situations would not allow the coach to use any type of language like that in one circumstance, let alone for an extended period of time, and and so i just I just think that that's um, you know i I think the lack of interventions along the way which I, jack we know you 're struggling with some stuff we know you've had a lot of bad things going on we we heard about your son uh, if you're having some issues, talk to us here, but we can't have you doing this we can't have you doing that and it just went from it just went from hiring to firing, and there was nothing in between there to kind of. Put Jack in his place, or check on him, and make sure that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. I got a big bone to pick with that, Meyer.
1: I'll agree with that.
0: So, um,
1: another, another one the, in the real world outside of teaching that seems to be pretty commonplace.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would be.
1: It would. We be. We, we, we allow things to happen and don't address them.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Well, and that's like I said, if, if the administration is doing their job, that's how they would address it. You know, there would be checkpoints along the way, you know, again, father Mark's sitting there along, he, he's at every game, he, you know, and, <clears> and he's at practices and, and, you know, that type of thing. So, um, another one, Ray getting recruited all of a sudden, hey, it,
1: hey, I gotta stop you. His name's Brandon. Is it Brandon? Yeah.
0: Is his dad's name
1: Ray? I've watched the movie twice. you barely watched it once.
0: (laughs) His dad's name's Ray. Okay. Yes, I believe his dad was Ray. Okay, sorry. You make one mistake, I tell you what. Brandon, all right. Um, Brandon shows up, you know, Jack shows up at Brandon's dad's, Ray's, place of work, hey, your son's getting all these full-ride offers. yeah. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? You know? um, Did we even... I mean, if that guy was that good, shouldn't there have been... You know, he probably... You know, I don't know. He made reference to it, I think, at that first game, That's uh, Ray Duquette's kid or something like that. Um, He recognized the last name right away, so... Um, But that... They talked about it, and then it never came up again. You know? So... I don't know, thought they could have done, again, they could have taken out some of the drinking scenes and some of the stuff like that and and, and answered some of these questions, in my opinion. I don't know. What do you think, Meyer?
1: I'm going to agree with you. I thought the same thing with the, you know, the, the full ride scholarship. I thought it was, eh, hey, yeah, come on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, getting letters that would have made more sense, throwing in the full ride, that didn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm getting phone calls from this person and that person and this and that and the other thing. So, um, by the way, so it comes up along the way that Ray was um, he 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 was either, did he go to Kansas or because you watched it twice and I only watched it once. <laughs> you know, let's 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 beat that like a dead oh, horse. Oh crap!
1: Now now I'm in trouble. Here. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know that he. I don't know that they really say whether or not he attended. Because I think they said he had a full ride to Kansas. And I don't think he. I don't Ooh. know that they touched on whether or not he went or
0: not. Okay.
1: I'm going to say he did.
0: Okay. So.
1: I'm going to say he took the. Uh,
0: he took the ride. He took the ride yeah. and, then, and then he screwed it up. So some of the players that he would have played with at Kansas.
1: I, I was going to say that he took the Dave Junger's plan of. Four years and still freshman.
0: <laughs> no relation to Dick Jungers. Oh wait, yes. yes yeah. Oh so, Davis. Yes. Oh, uh, Dave. Uh, some of the. Miss pla-
1: you, Dave. I hope you're listening to this. If you are, please reach out sometime because truly really do miss you.
0: Yes, we do. Absolutely, we do. A thousand percent agree with you, there, buddy. So, um, some of the players that Jack would have played with at Kansas. Would you like to hear this? Let's say he would have stayed four years at Kansas, Meyer, all right? Oh, okay. so
1: see we're going back uh, he 20 gra- years, you think, or what?
0: He graduated in 1994 from Bishop Hayes, okay? So he would have been on the 94-95 okay. Kansas roster, all right? So well, some yeah. of the players he would have played with, uh, Jared Has, who's the head coach at Stanford right now, Ray LaFrentz from Iowa.
1: don't bring that one
0: up. Greg Ostertag, who was in the NBA for a long time. Scott Pollard. Jacques Vaughn. uh, Paul Pierce. Uh, Let's see here. Who else is on this? I'm going through year by year. I'm trying to find different players. Uh, Those are some of the names. Uh, If he would have graduated in 98, if he would have been a senior in 98... Uh, Yeah, that would have been it. He, that would have been Paul Pierce's so, junior year. So he would have been done that so year.
1: I'm, I'm going to say he clearly went, and he did not, he was not the star.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that was one of the other reasons that brought him down.
0: Yeah, and maybe Paul Pierce took his scholarship. It could be. Yeah, because um, Paul Pierce is from Inglewood, California. He's from the Los Angeles area, so it is a consistent storyline that Kansas recruited that area as well so uh, That's, that was
1: is, is—that's is quite a roster
0: yeah yeah they that was that was the stretch where oh so let's see here starting in 94 95 they went 25 and 6 95 96 they went 29 and 5 96 97 that was one of Williams best teams that was their 34 and 2 year that's when Arizona beat them in the tournament. They were they were probably the best team in the country that year. Um, and then in what would have been Jack's senior year, they went thirty five and four. So yeah, that's that's what they that's what they did. So um, we kind of went through any other like you know post game questions, in game adjustments, DNP CDs, any any other stuff from from that. I think we've kind of hit. Most of the stuff I wanted to mention there, Meyer. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, again, in-game adjustments, I, I really like the approach that uh, Jack took. I like the approach the movie took. I mm-hmm. uh, agree with, again, I think we've talked about it. He started off, what do I got to work with? Move some players around, uh, mm-hmm. worked them hard, um, disciplined him when he needed to, encouraged them, entrusted them when he needed to. Yeah, I thought that part was all well done.
0: Yeah, okay. Who gets the game ball?
1: Uh, It's got to be Jack. Yeah. I mean, like you said earlier, the whole movie revolves around his character. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. There's points where Affleck doesn't knock it out of the park, in my opinion, with his acting, but there's other parts where you're looking at that going, yeah, they I can exactly see what he's going through right now.
0: Mm-hmm. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a not so fun fact with you. Um, did you know that the day before shooting began for this film, Ben Affleck got out of rehab for alcoholism.
1: Well, I wondered. I I know he'd been in and out mm-hmm. a few times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. So oh, that's, that's why those scenes were so real, right?
0: I think so. I mean, I think there was, uh, and and I, and I, again, I'm not a tabloid person. I don't know. Uh, but you're talking about his, uh, he's talking about how he failed his wife and, and so forth and so on. Um, I'm, I'm looking it up here when him and Jennifer Garner, Jennifer Garner? uh, broke things off. Um, they got, they were married until 2018, so this would be right around that time, and, and so I think probably what drew him to this character and why there were times there were um, some some things that, that happened with that relationship that he could completely relate to. Uh, maybe he did feel like a failure as I was, again, I don't know Ben Affleck or anything like that, I'm, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze anything, uh, but... I I thought I thought the game ball should go to Jack. I thought he did a I thought he did a really good job. Like you said, there's some some things that could have been done better. I thought one of the things, and like you said, Myra, you know we this this part of things kind of hit hits close to home for us with 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 some things. Um, he always had an excuse for oh, yeah. you know
1: it was yeah you nailed it every time I watched it I was like. Hmm
0: yeah yeah and and that yeah that was that was hard to, to, to watch knowing that I was going to talk to you about this um, mm-hmm. because like I said we we kind of witnessed this firsthand in a lot of ways and um, you know, even when he got busted drinking in the office after practice after being late for practice because he was so yeah. you know uh, oh I had a power outage, my fault, you know, and just just had those excuses lined up and it was you know, at some point you gotta own it, you know, and, and, uh, so uh, like I said, I I think he deserves the game ball. The movie revolves around him and his character and, and I thought overall he did a really good job. I, I'm pretty sure he got nominated for, uh, some best actor awards, um, Mm -hmm. with this. So, um, let me see here. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Um, uh, I can't find it right away, so I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on it, but I'm pretty sure when I was looking at stuff, you know, doing research for it, that he did get nominated for some Best Actor Awards for this portrayal, so um, that was good, so um, overall grade for The Way Back, Mr. Meyer? I'm
1: going to give it a B. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I I felt it was dark, no doubt. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: but it it really was a fairly strong movie, mm-hmm. and it's again I think the timing of when it came out unfortunate and
0: <laughs> a very think, dark time.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, beginning of a dark time. Yeah, but um, and and I don't know, you know, some sports movies that you really got to hit to be successful. Sure. But, uh No, I I thought again this is one if uh, your listeners out there want to. Watch an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes, whatever it was. You know, it's worth the
0: watch. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a good movie. Uh, it's, it's, and, and we, we gave a away a lot of the plot points in the film, but, you know, yeah. such is life. Uh, I, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a good movie. I had a B as well, literally right on the same nose there, Meyer. I uh, had I um, say it was just, it was just so dang dark. Um, yeah. I, I think that,
1: well, and uh, you touched on it a little bit. Ago. It, it hit home a little too much, maybe for the two of us, and uh, even beyond that, it, it, all the blows that he got. You know, mm-hmm. as a parent watching it, you're hard to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Yeah. oh yeah, you know, and and so I, I think it's a good movie. It's it's like I said, if you if you're looking to hang out and have a great time. Uh, like in the sense of let's have some fun and watch The Way Back. Don't don't go there. Uh, get, no. get get something watch,
1: else. Watch the other one that we thought about. Doing. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah. Just just make sure all the kids are put to bed uh, if you're going to watch that one. Let's put it that way. So uh, this this was a little bit of a pinch hitter. We, we we had a film that we had picked out, and then we both watched it, and it was probably what about two days ago. I, I texted you. I was like, I I just don't know if we can do this one. Um, and it would have been a lot of fun to do, but it might've been the end of a pen and a napkin podcast as we know it. So, uh, we, we decided to err on the side of caution, um uh, you know, moving forward in that, in this way. So, um, anything else on the way back, Mr. Meyer?
1: No, I think we've, we've touched everything. Um, uh, I would encourage your listeners again, I, I doubt many have heard of it. I would encourage them at least to watch it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, give it a go. It's uh, if you have Amazon, Prime... I watched it on Amazon Prime uh, for free with no commercials, and and uh, yeah, it's 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 a good film. It is a it is a good film. You you will enjoy the film. It is a tough film to watch. So, um, so we went back to back feature films here in the film room. Next week uh, we have got a special planned here for the film room. Um, it, it is going to be it's going to be I think it's going to be pretty awesome, myself. Uh, but I'll let you know. I'll let the listeners decide if, if they like what we what we decide to do with it and, and the material that we're covering. But let's just say that it will coincide with a lot of stuff that's happening in the NBA world next week. How's that for a teaser, Meyer? Mm-hmm. Anything that's happening next week. Something that's happening next week.
1: In, in the NBA
0: in the NBA. All right. Yeah, so I' I'll, le- I'll leave it I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. I'll, I'll leave the appetite a little bit wet there, if you will. So uh, I will wet your appetite with that statement and and have you with bundles of anticipation. So does that sound good?
1: It does I've got some guesses. Okay. I'll, I'll text you offline. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, we'll hold the line here just a second. Uh, Meyer, thanks so much for coming on again. Uh, it's it's always fun to have you on here. I'm really glad you decided to do it last year. I know you were nervous about doing it last year. Uh, hopefully this year, now that you knew what to expect, you were a little bit more comfortable with it.
1: Yes, and I enjoyed last year too, but going in, yes. You know, I was more nervous about the things that would come out of my mouth. Because <laughs> that's, that's what... my my filter isn't always the greatest.
0: Well... <laughs> That's true. I'm not going to even deny that statement. So you have that self awareness. So, but that's that's the reason why we tape it and then we can edit it afterwards. So, uh, you know, we'll. uh, It was it was great having you on here. Uh, Looking forward to what's going to be about two and a half weeks till we get to see each other. Yeah, Yeah. two weeks. So uh, definitely not enough uh, that we get to do that. Uh, I got to talk to you about something when we get done here later on towards the end uh, right around 4th of July time right before 4th of July so I'll give you a holler about that here but will remind me of that when we get done taping here so we're done taping we're gonna we're gonna get done with this uh the film room uh season two episode three the way back starring Ben Affleck again check it out if you get a chance folks It, it is a very it's a very good movie uh tough film to watch but it's a very good movie so hope you enjoyed this breakdown uh That's all we got here. We're going to be back next week. Like I said, I think you're uh, going to really enjoy it. we got more interviews. we got more things lined up. Uh, We're just going to keep it rolling here on a pen and a half. So I hope everybody enjoys this. Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.